0: Welcome to Pot is Killing Me, episode 14, Dead Again, part 2. Today we'll be getting into the actual album, we'll be covering the songs, uh, giving our our take on it, and, you know, hopefully having some fun along the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing good, man. I'm all pumped up and ready for this one. Good. You better be, because this is... <laughs> This is the last one so we better deliver the goods here. <laughs> <laughs> All hail and farewell to podcasts. <laughs> um so maybe we should just jump right into it. The first Hell yeah. first song, the title track, Dead Again. Typo's up tempo hardcore
1: songs. 100% could not agree with you more on that.
0: Yeah, um it's one of their catchiest choruses. Like with with Kenny's little arpeggio and just it's just so fun to sing along to. But it starts out with just that big heavy doom riff, you know, when I I remember when I put this on I was like, "Okay, sounds like Typo negative like the first time I listened to it." And then all of a sudden it speeds up and I was like, "Okay, wait. They're starting out in this mode again, um, but this one immediately grabbed me way more than I Don't Want to Be Me or honestly, any of their other hardcore songs.
1: <laughs> you didn't like, you like this more than I Like Goyle's? <laughs>
0: <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. I mean, <laughs> l- ly- lyrically, it's not quite as profound, but. Um <laughs> you know, it's interesting that this the song
1: turned out sounding like this because, well, we have a earlier version of that's this.
0: right yeah i i heard you uh toiling away in the vault at yes exactly at just, some, at just ungodly hours for like the whole <laughs> oh, yeah. last week just all kinds of sound coming from down there so what, what'd you find
1: well i we found an early demo version of this which is quite different but this seemed to be something of more of a um Best way to put it is it's almost like he was kind of going through like a Doobie Brothers phase or like something along those lines. It's kind of got a little bit of a yacht rock feel, but lyrically, it's just as bleak, has almost the same exact message as the final lyrics. It's just um a little slower and uh, equally as judgmental as the final piece. Uh, we can play a little bit of that right here.
0: Wow, that's that's kind of a revelation, honestly. That that just goes to show you, even even at in the throes of addiction, at a really low point in his life, Peter still had that creative fire burning within him. Um, yeah, that's, I, mean, I, it, it, I, I much prefer the album version, but that was honestly really good. I'd maybe that's the direction they would have headed with the next album if Peter had lived.
1: I I, I kind of think so. I mean, because we all know that like whatever you're really zonked out of your mind on god knows what substance that what a fool believes is usually the great way to bring you back to earth oh, So yeah. who knows yeah. he, he probably was hearing that on loop or hollow Oates' kiss on my lips which i always want to say something else with that but you know because <laughs> your kiss your kiss is on my and then just a big beep <laughs> <laughs>
0: Boop, you know Fill in the blank. There's a lot of stuff yeah. that could go there.
1: Oh, yeah, you could say anything, but I just kind of like the idea of like them both of them like like goofily <laughs> dancing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um. I fucking love that song. And it is funny because you say the starts the big minute and a half slow doom intro, I think is a theme for about at least half of this album. <laughs> yeah. Every song I've, I've made a note, big slow doom riff, a minute 27, so, you know, like a <laughs> minute 43, you know, it's yeah. like, but it shifts gears about a minute. in. um, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because I've seen it referenced once by people and it makes total sense that it feels almost like a, like a misfits pastiche and i think maybe the biggest reason you think that is hardcore plus peter's vocals you know you can kind of conjure a bit of a danzig to that yeah but what i think it actually reminds me of like immediately the first thing i thought of when i ever heard this was um the damned i thought of the song ignition or ignite um which is like the amazing opener as well from um the album strawberries is there any chance we could maybe put a little bit of that in here if we do then when you have them back to
0: you'll totally hear it that's actually the song that got the first two episodes taken down but kidding, was no. it oh yeah no, it was the the damned are notoriously I'll, I'll litigious cut, I'll cut that out um yeah yeah it's, i'll plug some in there but sorry go ahead <laughs> i'll say
1: his voice is like sounds really yeah you're at the chorus i love his voice in the chorus it's like so fucking addicting to sing to, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's a it's a kind of a poetic coincidence. It's addicting to sing it because Peter, of course, is singing about being an addict. Uh, okay. The whole album's theme seem to be, I think, more bleak uh, than even World Coming Down because um, it feels this feels more like a dead end hitting in terms of like like lyrically themes for for them. Uh, whereas uh, World Coming Down kind of felt like an attempt to try to fight darkness, this felt more like a sad resignation. (laughs) Like, yeah, I am this. You know what? Just don't follow me down this road. Whereas before, I feel like white (laughs) slavery was like this feeling of like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah, Um, that makes sense. Like, put it this way. The Peter you saw in World Coming Down, he was still able to make TV appearances. You know, like he was able to still be on like really bad top sh- uh, panel shows with like Stephen Weber. You know, <laughs> I don't think like 2006 Peter Steele could, was in any shape to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And honestly, when I first heard this, I didn't know that. I thought I thought he had maybe sobered up at this point already because I know I knew that he did get sobered towards the end of his life, but yeah. I, so I thought. I, I always loved this song, but the lyrics felt a little preachy to me, but, and I guess they are <laughs> preachy, but it's more of like, you know, he's still battling his demons and expressing his regret. And like, it's like, he's cautioning you against following him down that path. He's not yeah. telling you like, he's not telling the listener to like, you need to straighten up, you know, I did it. <laughs> he's, you not, he's, not, he's not going to, hen- <laughs> he's not doing
1: Henry Rollins at you. <laughs> Cause um, that's what
0: the man uses to slow you down. <laughs> Um, I will say this is the first record, like as the first recording, we get to hear Johnny's drumming on yes. it's pretty, pretty awesome. Like he has tons of cool fills and like little double bass rolls. Like there's kind of like a D beat thing going on. The drumming makes the entire album sound a lot more live and organic. They sound a lot more like an actual band on this record.
1: Yeah, that is like- kind of true. <clears throat>
0: Not that they sounded fake or something before, but you could. It it sounded a lot like guys tinkering around in the studio and like a bunch of phonies, <laughs> bunch of fucking phonies. Yeah, Be, it's not. I like. I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't think the program drums hurt anything. Like it's kind of an essential part of those albums, but it really does change the dynamics having an actual drummer playing on there.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: I feel like, um, there, there, there's,
1: there's, there's enough things in there now when you're hearing it, you're like, yeah, I couldn't see this on an earlier record sounding like this.
0: Yeah. I was saying on the last episode, how it seems like Josh is absent from these early songs, but he's there. He's just on a lot of, on a lot of stuff. He's more buried or maybe not even, Maybe sits parts out or something, it sounds like yeah. sometimes. But in that Doomy intro, you do get some of that, like, patented Josh Silver atmosphere. Yeah, of course. Like, with, like, the choral keyboards and stuff. Yeah, there's so, a lot
1: on every Doom intro has that in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, so a uh, kick-ass song. Like, one of their best songs, I think.
1: Yeah, it's actually definitely ranks super high for me on, on this album and overall. Um, I especially like, we love the, like, I love the ending when it just has that, it comes back that one more time down, 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 which I swear to fucking God is from a classic rock song that I cannot place. I know that comes from something. And if anyone can find out what that is, please tell me. It's driving me nuts and I'll have to, hear. I'll I'll stumble upon some song randomly and go, wait, there it is. But until then I can't find it.
0: Yeah. They do stuff like that all the time where it sounds like they're referencing something where it sounds like they're, they're like, they're, what was I thinking of? There's a, I can't remember what song on Life is Killing Me has it, but there's like a part where it sounds like they're going to play Iron Man. Yes. But then it just like falls apart at the end of the riff, kind of. Like they like they make do it that like on, sound like it's,
1: yeah. Oh, that happens here too, for sure. Like on this record as a whole, there's a few different times where like you play part of the riff and then black it out and all sing from a different song over it and be like, yeah, that's what I feel like is supposed to happen next.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think they—I feel like they do that intentionally because Josh and Peter are such like classic rock guys. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else about this? No, no. All right, so <laughs> next up we have tripping a blind man.
2: This is how you spend a life. All oh, you drive. A mother's drive makes me so sad.
0: Another one that starts out with a big, sludgy yep. <laughs> Doom intro, then gives way to an up-tempo, hardcore feel. Yes,
1: exactly.
0: Um, and, like, in this one, the pauses and transitions kind of make it sound a little bit like a handful of parts they Frankenstein together, but that's, like, almost like a typo-negative signature. Like, like Christian Woman is like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: like, none of these three parts feel like they should have belonged together, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly, but they do such a a good job of, like, making it work somehow.
1: These ones do feel more Frankenstein, though. I I do think that. And um, it is funny, because I I, I am thinking that the records in my mind uh, that I'm hearing, like like, like, like Zeppelin's presence probably being the one, which is funny, because just like this one, this is kind of (coughs) sometimes referred to as their prog record. Because they've had multi-sweet parts before, but they kind of stay within a certain lane. This is the first time, like, these things feel like they go every which way. um, if Particularly a few songs ahead. uh, Where I'm like, yeah, this feels like typo negative trying to go prog.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely there. Um, I was going to say, yeah, you get that do me crawl. So, yeah, we, we do speed up very abruptly. Um, And you and got, <laughs> got the shouted kind of refrains going in there.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: To me, I love when it comes in. Like around the 240 mark, and you get that like 70s riff. Like, there's a lot of classic rock 70s sounding riff.
0: Yeah, yep. There's a lot of that on this. It really, it, and it does, it sounds more like they wrote this together, kind of. Yeah, definitely.
1: And I do love, Um, I love that chorus too. I think it sounds so kick ass.
0: Oh, the, yeah, yeah, Peter sounds great. It really, like, lifts up. They do that great thing, the yeah. typo-negative <sighs> thing, where it lifts up and, like, soars and kind of, like, yeah floats a little bit.
1: Um, R- raping a blind man. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't it be you? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny, because lyrically, everything so far on this, it's this only two out of two so far, this one is, once again, incredibly bitter-sounding. I found a bunch of interviews yeah. of them. One of the whole band and what felt very weirdly like a perfect image to screen cap is the three of them are sitting there telling funny stories. This is around the dead again era still. And the camera has to kind of pan back a little to realize Josh is far off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> um and he doesn't really talk. And then the other one is an interview with just him, and he is like referencing his own sisters very negatively. Which I obviously would assume that when he sobered up, that would change, but basically, like they betrayed him. You know, who the hell were they to? And it's like really mad oh, at them.
0: Yeah, for, it's because they had him. They had him fifty-one fifty.
1: Yeah, exactly. An easy ease home for the sick.
0: <laughs> that was when it was like
1: Morris Records. is called that fifty-one fifty. <laughs> so it's just the idea that Peter's in there.
0: it's just all like celebrities (laughs) (laughs) who've all gone
1: nuts (laughs) home for the sick (laughs) (laughs) t-h-a oh who the fuck are you it it really does read like like he's still very bitter about everything
0: yeah it would have been interesting
1: if they had had one more record like like after sobriety it would have been interesting to have seen like yeah. the upswing, I would hope.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would, you would hope. Yeah, or Peter. Um, this is another great example of how having Johnny in the studio livens up the sound. Again, he's doing some really like cool stuff on the toms and stuff, like just little like off time fills and stuff. Like having a drummer for these songs really is a is a value add. 100 percent yeah maybe maybe johnny's presence was able
1: to fill in the void that josh was leaving
0: (laughs) yeah well i was just gonna say josh does deliver like some nice lush backing for that chorus but yeah you you gotta have that otherwise it would kind of fall flat but overall this is another winner for me i really like this one
1: i like the section um there's a section here around like the 440 around the 440 mark where like the riff changes and does that Right. Yeah, and, like uh, Gallop, kind of. Yeah. And it's funny because there's a riff from a Rush song that's totally that. It's the exact I same. I bet bit. you. Yeah. The I, da I da bet, da bet da you they like Rush. But yeah, I have to of man, because I'm like, there's no way. The song is called Anthem, and it's like, there's a little goofy little moment, but as soon as that ends, like about 30 seconds into the Rush song, you hear it, and I'm like, that is almost the same riff. I swear to God. Even when the <laughs> drums kick in, you're like, no, that, that, that is totally the same riff. But, um, it's kind of funny. I like the, uh, vocal melody of Pete when he's singing about the, uh, sanitation truck that's running over an old man's dog in the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> and then it has that last part yeah. where goes,
0: Died, 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 died. Dog, <laughs> died. Yeah. Yeah. <died. laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is, it's, it's a dynamic song. Like it, it does start out very similarly to dead again. And it's, frankenstein together but it it works and it's like it goes through so many different feels
1: so like like, i feel like this song and the next one to me are what i call the unwieldy beasts in the album they're like these two malformed like giant monster songs (laughs) that feel like they're all stitched together from parts
0: yeah it's and i mean if you want to move on to the next one i'm good whenever
1: you are but if you got more to say go for it dude
0: I mean, there. Well, there is. I'd like to introduce a new character to the show before we get to this next song, and that is Peter Steele, critic of Israel. Oh yes. <laughs> so, yeah, the Peter in, uh, Liberation,
1: the PLO, the Peter Liberation Organization.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was. This kind of took me by surprise. Someone posted. I did. Someone post this on on the subreddit. I can't. I can't remember like where I even saw this. I th- I think it was on the subreddit, but I couldn't find it when I went back to it. But in April two thousand three, Peter Steele gave an interview, and uh, I got that right here. It was to a it was to a Dutch online magazine called Pitfather, <laughs> which is so it just sounds like a homoerotic, heart yeah, like slash hardcore. <laughs> it's for guys
1: who are fetishists of the game Pitfall for Atari.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> um, But yeah, so, I mean, 2003, this would have been Life is Killing Me era, obviously, but this, I found this and I just, I had to, to bring this up on the show because it, it really took me by surprise. Peter Steele, critic of Israel, he was speaking to the Dutch online magazine Pitfather, and he said... I'm very proud of Germany and France for staying out of the war in Iraq. Even like more fascinating is that this is the first time in many years that Germany and France agree so much. I think it has something to do with their economy. But to get back at the war in Iraq, I do not think the USA should be there and I do not understand why the USA feels it needs to be the world's police. That's why the World Trade Center came down, because we support Israel. Say that back home and people say anti-Semite. Just because I do not agree with the Israeli government doesn't mean I do not like the Jewish people. This one, <laughs> <laughs> one has got... <laughs> I that, mean, obviously, that, he that, has fucking because, Josh in his band with him. I like him saying, like,
1: look, because I say... The, I, it doesn't mean I don't like them because I say that. I don't like them because I'm <laughs> Polish. You know.
0: <laughs> so what I think happened here, I think this was originally printed in in this Dutch magazine, and then it was translated back into English, I think.
1: Oh, okay. Because
0: I I read this on blabbermouth.net. But um, he continues. The one's got nothing to do with the other. My point is that when we stick our noses in world business, then the World Trade Center comes down. I found it interesting that we don't walk into Cuba or North Korea. It's because of the oil, that's all. I always think, who the fuck are we to go into these Middle Eastern countries and go like, Hey, we have to save you from yourselves. All the people in Iraq are happy now, but it's the same thing that happened when the Germans marched into the Ukraine 63 years ago. <laughs> First, they were happy because they hated the Russians, but a year later, they were all dead or prisoners or something. Let's see how the Iraqi people feel in a year because they'll live in an occupied country. The Americans will not leave dude he was right yeah holy right, dude.
1: maybe all that prophet of doom nostradamus shit he was on was like maybe he was he was genuinely getting visions <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's i mean i was like fuck why like Honestly, I th- I think I found some uh, something I agree with Peter Steele on politically. Yeah, that is
1: really quite interesting. I was just thinking to myself about how the idea of like for profit of, of Doom, like when he's doing his like incantations, the idea of them being like uncannily accurate. <laughs> the first uh, back president, and he's secretly gay. <laughs> you know, <it's> like <laughs> 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 yeah. Receiving head. In a limo outside Peoria. <laughs> where is this just kind of like, but like, there's like eight verses just about that. And then like one verse about Israel at <laughs> the end times. But you're like, he keeps focusing on some black guy getting blowjobs. And, and uh, what do you call it? And, uh, what do you call it? Um,
0: limos. <laughs> Fucking Larry Sinclair. We yeah. should try to get him on the, we should try to get him on the show.
1: <laughs> oh my God. I would love to hear his opinions on
0: typo negative. <laughs> I love he that
1: we would ask, had the Playgirl issue. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What about him? How about him? Would you would you think you could with him? <laughs> P- page six. Pa- page six. Yelling at him.
0: I mean, speaking of Israel, yeah. the next song is the Prophet of Doom.
2: fact is quite here When the movie comes right you got the risen dead. This means our time is back on you. It's a Friday 13th. Of course you will live to see noon. Why, 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 A problem Why,
0: One of my favorite typo songs. I remember, I remember hearing this because I was, you know, listening to metal at this time. I remember seeing this on metal blogs when they released this as a single, and I just, I didn't get it at all. Mm -mm. You know, I was, it was not what I was interested in at the time. But holy shit, I wish I would have fucking gotten into it because then I might have been able to like go see them when they played live, right? For those final tours. Pog. But I was too fucking narrow minded. I was like, this is an ISIS. <laughs> you know, like basically, <laughs> like. Um, Peter predicted but, that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, you get another big, heavy intro. This one's like extra apocalyptic sounding. I love that.
1: Goodbye, cruel world. <laughs> I was laughing because right when he does that, you notice that riff does that down, 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 down. And I yeah. always think it's gonna go into "Summer Breeze." Down, 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 down. Yeah. Wow, I
0: never, th- I never. Yeah. And made then the, that even connection. the song even has the ooh,
1: ah, yeah, <laughs> coming in, which yeah. I
0: always picture Peter,
1: a single handedly rowing a giant oar down the river, sticks <laughs> himself <laughs> in a big cloak. That's awesome. <laughs> that should have been the video. It was just him, ooh.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um yeah then it when once that part cuts out you get that like mid tempo riff that comes in and there's and the... i just I, I fucking love that riff so much yeah. it it does like harken back to slow deep and hard
1: yeah it really does
0: i hey, don't think i don't know what you're doing
2: you stupid
0: it has that feel, um, and my head starts a-banging. I was going
1: to say, uh, before he get to that, when he's still doing his, like, big incantations and these, you know, yeah. all these things, what's kind of funny is is hearing Peter obviously referencing various types of literature he'd been reading, and he clearly uh, is reciting um, from, what do you call it, uh, Left Behind. <laughs> the Left Behind book series. <laughs> it's just, Peter just, Peter just giving recaps of what happened in each book <laughs> <laughs> and plan 21 from the UN. <laughs> you know it like, <laughs> would just be funny to hear Peter pronounce the villain's name from the left behind series it would be so funny. Just cause it's the dumbest name I ever heard for a villain, which was Nikolai Carpathia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's like, is he like the UN secretary yes. general? <laughs> it's like, Oh come on, you can't you can't have a guy with that name in that position. I like that's, that a, that's all bad. I like
1: that his name may as well have been Vladimir Romania.
0: Like it's just
1: like yeah, the shittiest yeah. fucking name. Yeah.
0: Nikolai Vigo the Carpathian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, seriously.
1: <laughs> the shittiest thing, but yeah, it all feels like he's doing um he's doing his own like end times prophecies. And he delivers it convincingly, musically. It's so heavy in these parts, like it's slow and so sludgy. And then every time he finishes one, you get that... Like, kind of coming in. Yeah, it's fucking great, but you're right. And when I'm hearing this, I'm looking at myself like this going, Single. This was a single.
0: Why not dead again? Why not dead again?
1: Well, I have another choice for single later, but... It's funny, right? But then you get that other riff, you know, with the yeah, 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 yeah the prophet, yeah. and I'm like, oh, and it get, and you get the first chug of the album, the, jung,
0: jung, yeah, jung, the jung, jung, jung. yeah, yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, the, the heavy chugging, yeah.
1: Which reminds me of uh, the best way to put it is, the, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, kind of bringing us back to like Black Number One era, like Bloody Kisses is when I think of the chug. I think of the Bloody Kisses songs, like yes, because the main yeah. singles all had the chug in it.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was. The lyrics here are, are, are pretty uh, interesting. <laughs> I, was, I was looking into these, so it's like, yeah, he's basically he's prophesizing the end of the world. I guess I don't even remember this. I or I vaguely remember it, but obviously Peter was way more tuned into this than I was. But there was like an uh, this big asteroid that they named like Apophis. <laughs> And <laughs> astronomers were astronomers were predicting that it could possibly collide with the Earth on Friday the thirteenth, April in April twenty twenty nine, the thirteenth of April, and it would be a Friday. So that's ho- why I he's hope like, that happened. It's a fr- it's a Friday thirteenth. Of course, you won't live to see noon. <laughs> oh, that, that makes sense now, <laughs> but um unfortunately it's no longer predicted it was ruled out but in 2021 they're like wait wait it could maybe happen in 2068 you never know but i mean since then they've been like wait no it went off course yeah sorry
1: (laughs) you'll be paying rent forever
0: yeah unfortunately
1: (laughs) (laughs) because everyone who's like wishing for it is probably somebody who like doesn't have a lot to go on or like i don't have to think about retirement you know like right cool we'll all go together (laughs) it is kind of funny because i was laughing at the whole uh like the different various things in here and uh i was laughing at the idea of the 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 chug riff kind of sounding like black number one but i was just thinking like the chorus if it was just updated like that with his israel line it would be six 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 pointed star yeah
0: Yeah, that's an that's an interesting lyric like (laughs) He's like, he's, he's, he references the pentagram and then the star of David.
1: (laughs) They rule us six, six, six. six.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Is he saying Israel is satanic? And if not, why isn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) um, I, I really love that droning, like the Tambora in like, yeah. Yeah. And like the quiet part, um, this is this is definitely like this is definitely in my top ten typos. Oh wow! And it has it has been for a while. I don't think it's gonna move. I just I love that the way it moves from that massive heavy riff, and I'm I know they do that all the time, but I feel like this is one of the best ones they've they've done. Like it's one of their heaviest songs.
1: I actually there's about five or six things that are super unique to this song. I really do enjoy, I do like when we get to the, was it Tambora you said, or I was, I was thinking sitar for some reason, yeah. like that, when you, when, yeah, when, 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 I looked when,
0: it up, I had to look it up because oh, okay. I thought it was a sitar too, but apparently it's a Tim.
1: That makes sense because it's not being played, it's just more of a drone, right? So basically when, when the song goes George Harrison mode is what I call it, when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you get the great, one of my favorite lines to fun sing along to, which is,
0: my soul's on fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that part so much. It like, <laughs> it like gives me chills. It's like, especially like the there's like a, a live video. I I want to say it's like at Wacken Fest and Peter kind of look, he definitely looks rough, mm-hmm. but when he like delivers that line, like you, he like, he gives it like 110% and he just like bellows it out super loud. And it's like, it sounds better than on the album on the album. I feel like he they kind of gave him the Aussie treatment where it sounds like five it was like five Peters stacked on top of each other singing.
1: Well, it, it was probably it could have been we could eventually one day we could make that happen.
0: We could have a, a, a Peter Tabernacle Choir. Yeah,
1: I would love to get them all to come out together like we reveal them by having just one covering. I want to know what love is. And then they all come yeah. out for the choir part. Yeah. And that's how we reveal they exist. Yeah. yeah.
0: Unfortunately, they've all been mostly nonverbal, So, yeah, for some <laughs> it's reason, just it's just a the lot one of thing. a lot of a lot of moans and grunts and just like gurgling type sounds. That's mostly the ones who don't have like fully formed lungs. Though.
1: Yeah, like we're trying, we're trying though, but we're getting closer every day. I mean, granted, there's a setback, but yes. we promise you'll, you you yeah. will see him again.
0: Yeah, um, please donate to the pot is killing me foundation fun so we can uh really get get our peters back up and running but um (laughs) do do you have anything else yeah i'm trying to think here let's see oh yeah we get that breakdown
1: it gets a heavy breakdown again and then we get the tambora back and when we do we have this really cool kenny solo but it sounds pushed back in the mix and it basically just stays there this right And it's just like, and it's just, but it's in the background and it just stays there until the song kind of just gently fades out, which is very strange for them. They always like go a hard cut or a dramatic end. And that one just kind of does this really cool fade and and Kenny's playing all over the place on it. And it sounds really cool.
0: I, yeah, I love, I love that. Like the, I feel like, uh, these three things kind of almost like has like a similar feel like both these songs like yeah it's like it's a new type of sound and feel that they introduced to it like you said it's like a proggier kind of thing that they're doing i
1: would have loved if they had just had at least two more records they could have broke up and went on their way in peace after that i i wouldn't mind never <laughs> never tour again whatever i i don't. You know, I, obviously, it's just for the sake of as long as he'd all be healthy and Peter still be here, too. That would have been the best. But like, uh, it would have been so cool to have heard what would have come next. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like the like when you hear the like, it reminds me of when you would hear Jimi Hendrix and that song like Machine Gun, when you heard Band of Gypsies, the lot I minutes mean, only exists in live form. And you're like, whoa, where the hell was he going? It almost felt like he was predicting like um, Funkadelic before like like before maggot brain
0: oh really yeah like
1: you're like whoa because he had a whole different band right and then he dies so you're like shit what because if he was maybe of all the people who died prematurely the one who you think the most what ifs you know
0: yeah yeah and like like uh like who like who was it who killed him
1: (laughs) yeah exactly well let me tell you something MI five well cia could be a star with six sides (laughs) (laughs) um I was just gonna say so this is the single how fucking long was the single two minutes because I feel like two thirds of this is weird sludge or weird like tambora parts where was the radio part for this
0: I I, I read a quote from Peter about that actually let me let me pull that up because I was (laughs) I was just like it's I mean I get it it's like a really catchy riff that like driving rhythm the chugging all that stuff oh yeah stuff. that part is great but but... <laughs> but just chop like chopping it up and you know like we talked about in the last episode that best of compilation that has the entire <laughs> like the entire like 12 minute gravitational <laughs> constant or whatever oh it, uh, it no it has the it, oh, no, it was, the coping with the... It, yeah coping yeah okay yeah it was like coping um with the unnecessarily long song title.
1: It would be funny if it had just the entire... Te- if 10 Minutes was dedicated to just all the live banter parts of Origin of the Feces as well. <laughs> but, and, and then just didn't have Christian Woman.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like we said, you get that that entire song right up front, and then the neutered single versions of like every other song on the album. But... Yeah, Peter talked about this about Prophet of Doom being made into a single, and he said it always se- it always seems to happen that most of our longer songs become the single. We have to slice and dice, cut and paste, and it's like rewriting the song after it's done. And as a songwriter, it's like having a baby and watching it get cut in half. But you can't just sit back and bitch about it because that's going to get you nowhere. You have to find a creative way of turning pain into profits. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. If someone cut, if someone was going to cut my baby in half, I'd find a way to profit off of that. And I'd be like, you know what? Just just cut the ugliest parts off, okay? <laughs> I'd be like, someone film, someone, uh, you know, put this in a doggy bag and send it to Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin. I was like, you know what? Don't cut it in half. Just. <laughs>
1: Just put some super heat fans on it, let it dehydrate, and we'll give it to Mexico, and they'll say it's an alien. <laughs> when when, uh, life, when life gives you lemons, you sell children <laughs> to the deep state. <laughs> oh, um, shit. But no, th- this song was great. Like like Like, so far, we've got three winners
0: right here. So next up we have September Sun. Which is to me and- September fun. You know? <laughs> 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 I love this song
2: September Sun Rotter Flap Porch. I would have remained had I known the cost What's on the rain? to still my
0: This one's up there with Green Man with their for their best ballads. Like it's oh, just gorgeous, die, anthemic, sentimental. Um, this it's kind of funny. Like this is like Josh's big moment on the record. I feel like, but he apparently doesn't really like this song at all. Is
1: it because the opening piano sounds like Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue? <laughs> <laughs> um you know i'm a dreamer
0: (laughs) no apparent apparently he just doesn't like the soft songs like he's not the hell that's like the thing you shine the
1: most on what the fuck
0: yeah Yeah. yes i found an interview with a metal the website metal sucks from 2011 it was like a a year after peter died they didn't they interviewed some of the band members but the interviewer said like that they that they thought September Sun seemed like, that was like one of the, you know, the peak steel, silver, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> compositions. And Josh said, to be honest with you, September Sun isn't one of my favorites. <laughs> I know why you would say that because it's more of a keyboard-oriented song. But songs like These Three Things, that was my favorite song from the record. And Lyrically. the interviewer the interview <laughs> Yeah, Josh especially appreciated that one. Um but the the interviewer just asked him why and he said I don't know, it had guts, it had balls, I was never into the ballads. Songs like Everything Dies, September Sun. I'm not a ballad guy. I think I'm just a frustrated guitar player. Oh, that's funny. That's interesting. So yeah so now we can't now, now we can't feel like, well,
1: here comes Josh, you know it's like no, that's not fair to him, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck, I love that piano, and I love like
1: if this feels you're right when you said green max i I wrote for my notes that it's this is this feels like uh, returning to October rust style balladry um there's no and this is the first song in the whole record to not have a big doom like a minute long doom opener um yeah <laughs> it's probably the most josh josh centric song on the whole record um i like not, not so much when he's doing like his but i like when he comes in loud and peter does mm-hmm. the drums come in with him and all that um and he's saying somebody's name i think somewhere in there
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> I, and you know people are saying a lot of things about elizabeth giving the show money and us having some kind of agreement with her we we can't really talk about that right now our our legal team has told us not to talk about it at the moment but for everyone who's pestering us you will like you'll find out what's up it's it's not as it's not as fucked up as it sounds okay like anyway go ahead sorry
1: Uh, uh, don't worry like like, the truth will be revealed but um (laughs) i was gonna say uh it's kind of funny because it it doesn't take about a minute and you basically get the full sound, right? Because first it's piano and Peter's voice. Then you get the first big thing of the drums filling. And from that point on, everything is in full sound. Um, To yeah. me, that's what I like the song the most. Uh, It's kind of funny. It's called September Sun. Okay. So I'm like, is this like a ballad supposed to be like a cousin to like November rain? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I never made that connection. I don't know why, because I'm thinking like, in, like the piano
1: opener, and there's even like a little. Doo, 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 doo. It's like, there's little bits of that here and there, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I only thought of that today, right now. September
2: he's, he's <laughs> sun, <laughs> running us,
1: You need a little time. Axel sometime. screeching <laughs> that. Yeah. Holy shit, that would be fucking amazing. You know what's funny? They both have a Beatles esque flourish at the end. Because they the, do, and November 8th has that you need it all sometimes, and they kind of like jet that they do yeah. the kind of like uh, yeah. ending of uh, <laughs> I am the walrus chant style thing in there, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, there's a bit of that. Um, the <laughs> chorus refrain at the three minute mark, we get like I like the second section. Uh, th- this is one of those songs where I like each section next one better than the last one each time. then we get to the, the, like, the, leave her alone. Yeah, I (laughs)
0: love that. I love that, like, Peter's clean bass. Like, he's just like, it's, like, basically just Peter's clean bass. It's all super quiet. Um, Again, having an actual drummer helps here. Because Johnny plays super, like, soft and Mm -hmm. quiet. Which you wouldn't, it would be hard to replicate with, like, a drum machine. (laughs) It's all super mixed too loud. (laughs) it's all like like very. it sounds like an 808
1: from like a new jack swing song where like half the drums sound like cans you know
0: yeah (laughs) I was just thinking like the suspended in dusk drums like the super (laughs) echoey
2: leave her alone
0: it's like all super quiet it's
1: these big weird echo drums (laughs) they're just way too loud <laughs> no, you're right though. See that that is another thing where like it allows a lot more flexibility and stuff too within the music, and um, yeah, the, and and yeah, the or, the plane being yep. more organic really helps. But yeah, I love the leave her alone section. I always like that they do like a leave her alone. I said leave her,
0: yeah,
1: alone, and then everything comes yeah. up, do,
0: do, do, do. Yeah. yeah, every single and then time it goes back go- then and then then goes back down. Yeah. And then it comes back up and then and you get like the, the solo and stuff.
1: And then you get the then you get what I call the, the first of many um <clears throat> waiting for the worms moments into the into the album. Which is the big martial drum.
0: The boat. <laughs> where he's like singing in <laughs> yeah. that like the what is it, fucking Vin Vinlandish or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like his made up language. Okay, so he's I'm officially a dork, sure. right? <laughs> Peter might have been fucking neuro atypical honestly <laughs> so, like, from from him watching like the, the Jerry Springer interview just watching him in interviews the way he's so like oh he's really blunt you know he's just like he's blunt that type of thing it's your like, glasses are too small <laughs> he just like says yeah. weird shit to
1: people <laughs> like he can't control himself
0: yeah I don't think he was <laughs> no. maybe that far on the spectrum but I do wonder if he was like because he was this like misunderstood guy, you know, every, he seems like really like scary and intimidating, but everyone seems to say that he was like, like actually like super sweet and everything, but <laughs> I could see him, be, I could see him maybe being somewhere on the spectrum. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been laughing right
1: now because speaking of which then, because there's a few different <laughs> songs, at least three I could think of on this record that go into, like I said, I call it Waiting for the Worms because that's the main song I think of. I'm like, oh, yeah, Hammers can march to this, you know? Like, you know, it has like a, <laughs> like a martial drum, like a military parade feel. Yeah, um, and that's Pink and,
0: Floyd. Yeah. And, anyone? It's from The Wall, I
1: think, right? Yes. Is it from The Wall? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And what makes it kind of uh, funny to me is it comes up a few more times, and each time I'm like, now it's feeling too much like on later songs. It feels too much like... He got really into, like, Falooza, like, the marching band guy from, like, the 1900s. Like, Peter was listening to a lot of marching band music, and he was like, we're gonna do this, I've been hearing a lot of it, I think it sounds great, and everyone else like, um, yeah, we'll just try to make it yeah. sound heavy then, so that no one can tell we're listening to that's, I
0: That's... There's no cover on this album. It's because they couldn't get the rights to John Jacob Jingle Schmidt. <laughs> yeah. There's a bonus B-side and it's just Camptown Races.
1: <laughs> oh, no, it's just the entertainer. It's just a lot of Scott Joplin in there. Start playing ragtime. But um, I like the own language. The cool thing about that musically is that it makes it sound so good. Like you even get like a bit of like horn in the background behind him and everything swelling up.
0: And um that's why I have a stanky marching you, band music. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. This is like this is like this song's really lush. Like this could maybe be on October Rust with like yes. how much like cause Josh adds so many like synth layers and stuff. There's a lot of like little things going off in the background that you can pick up. On headphones. Yes.
1: Yeah. This is like, well, they've always been such a good headphone band, but, um, this
0: is, this is, I think this is like their, their most well-produced album. Like, like there's a lot of separation between the instruments I was noticing, especially like I noticed when I got the vinyl for this, I was like, wow, this vinyl sounds like a lot better than like this, the streaming. Like it just, it sounds there's a lot of separation between the guitar and bass. Like there's on the older stuff, like there's a lot of crossover between the guitar and bass. Cause Peter has that high end bass tone. It's kind of fuzzed out with this one. You can really pick it apart. Even when they're both going off, it's, like even on, you know, like, yeah. Kind of shitty Bluetooth headphones.
1: <laughs> it is kind of funny. Cause I said the comparison to waiting for the worms doesn't even end at the Marshall band music. It continues with Roger Waters and Peter both doing the same thing, which is having incomprehensible yelling in the case of both of them sounding like it's through a megaphone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, Like like both of them are doing that. And I think the difference is I think Roger is just saying a bunch of weird shit in a Scottish accent that I
0: can't understand. <laughs> yeah. And, and,
1: and, and Peter has a fully made up language just so they can both try to match sounding nuts. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this this felt like their most Pink Floyd-ish album to me, for sure. Oh, yeah.
1: But basically, this part of the song feels like Peter could be riding some mythical monster, like, leading an orc army in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just see him, making like in war paint, like, riding on some weird kind of creature that I wouldn't know the name of, like a Balrog or something. <laughs> <laughs> like a giant hammer in his head, you know? It's just <laughs> and, and that would be like an orc language he's shouting, you know? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, um, we get a, a a little funny, little small solo there that comes in, and uh, then we get to the last segment of the song, which is officially my favorite part of the song, potentially of the album. I don't know yet, but definitely of of the of this song. Yeah, which is with I, the Kenny part when he's singing and all that.
0: Yeah, I. It's so fucking like and the instrumentation here is just it again it's like they they're so good at like these like soaring anthemic things um i i don't have too many notes for this i i ran out of notes for this song but i mean just going off the top of my head it's like this yeah i mean i i would agree this is my favorite part of the song the way it all builds to this mm-hmm. and Kenny like what what is he saying like me 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 I know something. why and it's funny cuz I know why but like, I, the way
1: he yeah. sings that I kind of always imagine how cool it would be in my mind this might be one of the few times I could hear someone covering them sounding good and I would imagine Allison Chain singing that part like Jerry and yeah. Lane doing that I could hear that sounding really cool <laughs> yeah, I could,
0: yeah like like I've, like vocally <clears throat> but, Yeah I'm not it's like we. i was texting you about this earlier it's like i've heard of like a few typo negative covers and it's like even bands i like like paul bear their cover of love you to death it just it's they just don't have what it takes to cover typo negative you need first of all you need keyboards you need keyboards yes you can't do typo negative without without synth you can't you can't play those notes on guitar no matter how many effects you're using you need that piano like the digital piano (laughs) look
1: you want to build the perfect beast to to play that song you're gonna need some silver
0: and they're trying to do it without (laughs) any (laughs) Yeah. yeah um yeah it's they were they're such a like a, a really special band for sure. <laughs> like,
1: and it's funny to not like the ballads, but what's funny to me is that I feel like if anything those are the areas where I think their uniqueness truly shows the most because def- that yeah, is where no, I, like anyone who covers them it it will always come up short. I could hear a band covering I don't want to be me and getting most of the way there.
0: Right, yeah. But nobody's yeah. going
1: to get all the way there with Love You to Death. Nobody yep. is like like, and if you do, it yeah. has to be someone all with entirely outside of that genre. You'd have to yeah, it would eat.
0: have to be a completely different take on it, like deconstructed, or does it be like yeah, know, Devo? <laughs> yeah, like their their satisfaction cover. <laughs> yeah,
1: I want to love you <laughs> to death, <laughs> to death. <Yeah. laughs> I want to love you <laughs> to death, you know, to death. Yeah, just like. That. <laughs> To the tune of Jocko <laughs> Homo, but it's just them singing, yeah. like, Black Number 1, you know? Doot, 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 doot. <laughs> <laughs> that wonderful album that looks like it has Matt Taibbi on the cover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm still, la- I'm still laughing about Richard Patrick clicking like Glenn Greenwald. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Butt Like
1: a Whole Part 2 to hear that one. That oh my god, <laughs> That was one of those that, when it said it, I was I was like almost angry that I didn't think of that. Yeah. Like a, oh my god, I can't believe that.
0: <laughs> all right, uh, that was uh, Dead Again Part 2. Um, sorry Ooh, for the abrupt ending there, but uh, don't fret, because Part 3 will yeah, be out I, in honestly, about a week. I think that is, like, well, you're uh, it's right. It's already it, in the can, like so no delays have many songs for seeing that do this. here. Like, they have the big triumph delays sorry this is definitely for one of the best ones, ones to do that. We've been experiencing recently. We're hoping to... Ramp me, that up goes our recording schedule and start releasing episodes with more regularity and a bit more frequently as well. So, uh, stay tuned for that. But thanks again for listening. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, follow, tell your friends about us, uh, send us an, an encouraging note on the social media. I don't know. Anyway. We'll just see you back in a week.